Welcome to Never End the Intermission, where we talk about the next movie we'll be subjecting Tepper to. I'm your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. So last week was Reign of Fire, the first in our uh, Never End, The World is Ending. Fuck yeah. What a what a movie. What a movie. It's so good. Um, I want to get out in front of this. Uh, I, I made some bold claims during the episode uh, about what was said when Matthew McConaughey went to the armory. And I said I was going to check the tapes and I checked the tapes and I was wrong. Um, the armory has uh, some swords, some rifles, two crossbows and explosive bolts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think I think um, the downloadable zebras fan theory that the um, ed- chemical engineer that they used to have at the castle made those bolts is is got to be the one you go with. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds right. Yeah, no, it's the only thing that makes sense. But like, it's it's so weird that the dragon slayer didn't come with the dragon slaying weapons. I mean, he did. They were out of gas, yeah. and then they <laughs> all got blow, blown up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they did bring a lot of dragon slaying weapons. They just so you see the the one thing that explosive crossbow bolts have on like a half dozen tanks is you can tuck them in a jacket. Yeah, portable. Don't no <laughs> no fuel required. Yeah, like. It's really easy for the dragon to run you into, you know, a part of the road you can't go through and then do a flyby. Crossbow bolts, you're just like, take these crossbow bolts. And they're like, uh. Crossbow bolts require the fuel of a crossbow. But I yeah. guess that's true. I mean, There's also the surprise of fighting a dragon that's actually like three times the size you thought. Um, I'm sorry, I want to go back to what Spencer just said. Um, you can throw them? Yeah, that Look, seems like a very bad choice. I'm just, I want to take you hunting. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, okay, A, the damage does not come from the crossbow bolt itself. It comes from the ex- the explosive, right? Fair enough. And it's not like... The one that you definitely can't set off by throwing it. But the dragon's fire breath would, and when I'm obviously committing uh, suicide by getting close enough to stick this thing in its mouth, right? I don't know. I mean, Do you, like, I, it's it not should, like the I explosive think... tip... It has, like, a serial number check to make sure I'm firing it from a genuine crossbow <laughs> No, crossbow but it, would, it, has, it has an explosive cap based on how hard it hits, not based on heat. It depends yeah. what yeah. the explosive is. It's it would true. not necessarily detonate based okay. on heat. Okay. I would like to revise what I said. I could jam it into the dragon. I'm just saying, like, you don't need a crossbow. You need a crossbow or or, or a guy who's willing to sacrifice himself. Chris, please take Spencer hunting. I'd love to see that. <laughs> With I just want bolts. to see Spencer, yeah, throwing crossbow bolts at deer. I'm it's not, not say- working. Obviously, you can't throw a regular crossbow bolt. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, obviously that wouldn't work. It's it's that the explosive could probably be triggered without a crossbow. Depending on the type, depending on the explosive, yeah. Right, but again. There's no type of explosive that must be fired from a crossbow. It's just that the crossbow incidentally causes the type of thing that, like, you can cause. Like, if they see, if see. if they were tipped with C4, they would they would have to have been fired because they would need to trigger detonator, which would be the tip hitting something right. hard. But I could hold it in my hand and, and hit it on like a table. 
really sure. hard. But possibly. Or but the yeah. head of a dragon that Th- I happened to jump on. Throwing it's of. not going to work. I know. I, that's where I Possib- said I revised possibly it. Possibly hitting the like, side of the dragon with it might be quite hard enough. Like you, yeah. you don't need a crossbow, is the core <laughs> thesis of my essay here. I, okay, sure. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it's just we, way more convenient. Who do we have this much more to ta- say about explosive crossbows? This is our most contentious episode, I think. It really, like, move over bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it is. Because, like, Madoms and Broomsticks is just, I don't like it. But this one is, like, everyone has one small thing where they're like, yes, no, I'm going to... it's gonna... so funny because we're all like, it's stupid, but it's fun. But this part makes so much sense, and you guys are idiots if you don't understand it. Yeah, the hottest, <laughs> smallest take. <laughs> yeah. Explosive crossbow bolts. Next, next time we do a, uh, like presentation party you need to do one on the science of crossbow bolt spencer i mean like okay (laughs) slide one check this is a regular crossbow bolt (laughs) next slide throwing it won't work step two this is an explosive that happens to be wrapped around a crossbow bolt next thing the explosive can be used in many ways the best way is to fire it from a crossbow The creative members of the audience might have realized, though, it doesn't need to be fired from a fucking crossbow. Uh, um, Yeah. um, Anything else? We talked quite a bit about this movie. I don't know. I don't want to. Tepper said that he might revisit its ranking in this, but I I think that's a kettle of fish that we deal with as it comes. I mean, we could do it now, actually. Thanks for, like, reminding me. Let me open up. Oh, shit. Oh, no. (laughs) I need to open up Google Drive. Give me one second. Yeah, I have, like, really good feelings about this movie in retrospect. It's excellent. Like... Yeah, I feel about it like, like, it's like the memory of a fun birthday party you had when you were 12. Like, it's, 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 uh, it's simple and good and there was frosting. Yeah, I... You were kind of lukewarm on on the movie in general. Yep. I'm not sure if that's gone up, down, or nowhere. Right, so Reign of Fire is sitting in the number five slot. Above it, the Iron Giant. Below it, the Witches and Matilda. Uh, This is really emotionally difficult for me, because when you place that movie, you placed it... Like, I love this movie, but you placed it... Originally, you placed it above several movies that I, like, yeah. Iron Giant might be my favorite movie. Yes. <laughs> and, and I didn't know how to deal with, like, <laughs> I like that I'm winning, but... I'm winning in a way I don't like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just, so, like, the thing about Rain of Fire is just, like, I found it was a cool movie that didn't have any, like, useless bullshit fluff in it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a really good popcorn movie. Yeah, like, they really pared it down to what do we want to, like, give the audience, here's what we give them. And, like, it's a pure experience. We know why they're coming here. We know why they're watching this movie. And they deliver on that really well, where I find, like, some other action movies and stuff like that. It's like, no, like, I I don't care about this scene. Or, like, why are you having a romance in my shoot-em-up? Like, there's, like, parts where I'm just like, ugh, like, this sucks. Whereas this movie was, uh, Spencer described it really well in the episode where he went, every single time they start talking about shit other than dragons, they go, oh, fuck, there might be a dragon around, sound the alarm. 
right? Like, honestly, like we've watched so many action movies on this podcast, and like one of the things that we always like comment on and are a very common thread through most of them is um, random superfluous bullshit. That, like, we just kind of go, like, all right, this movie was pretty good, but, like, we don't know why we had these scenes for ten minutes that didn't really seem to do anything. It was just random superfluous bullshit. And this movie was shockingly lacking any superfluous bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, every conversation I feel like they had, I was like, this is a this is going to be relevant later. And, like, it kind of was. And, like, even the part at the beginning where, like, one guy goes, like, we're hungry, we're going to go get the food. And then he, you know, uh, says, don't, we'll need the food later. And he goes, like, but we need the food now. And I'm like, I really understand this argument. Yeah. Well, and, and then and, and then he goes, like, no, like, not only, like, you also drag an attack, which, like, leads right into that whole scene of the food being burned and it really a couple people dying. Mistakes. Yeah. Like, I understand now. Yeah. Just, like, everything about this movie knew what it needed to be, and everything that um, didn't need to be in this movie wasn't. Yeah. I was, for half a second, a goofy movie became the number one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, moving my mouse around and accidentally clicked. Yeah, um, okay, so in terms of some changes, one um, off the top is I think Sonic is going to go up, too. It's going to go in Total Recall slot. Huh. Um, I, so I'm going to, I'm going to put forward a, um, a kind of a bad opinion here or opinion that I know won't be popular among us. I think Sonic is like, I think it really benefits from how bad other video game movies are. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and how much sort of our friend group loves Sonic. I think in a more realistic world, that movie belongs in the middle of the pack. Interesting. But I, I know that I am going to be a, like, like very much a minority in that. In that so, world. like, I, to be honest, too, like, I'll, I'll agree that, like, one of my, let's call them benchmark movies, is The Iron Giant. Where, like, anything that is above The Iron Giant, I'm like, not only does this have to be, like, visually beautiful and, like, ca- emotionally, ca- like... It, it has to be, like, well put together in every aspect. That's why when I initially put it above, like, I thought about it for a second, I went, like, no, actually, no, like, Rain of Fire Below the Iron Giant, because, like, it is just in every aspect, like, a very, very good movie. Yeah, and, like, these are obviously your rankings, but, like, the thing I always ask myself is, like, did I like Sonic a lot? Yeah. Is it better than the Iron Giant? Like, ab- absolutely not. Like, I, 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 but, I mean, like, Sonic isn't going anywhere near the Iron Giant. Yeah. Mostly I'm just, I was looking at some of the other rankings that I want to swap around, like, uh, Conan the Barbarian um above total recall like swap those two interesting um i find with total recall there's not much i really remember from it like i don't know i I just again you're fighting two of my favorite movies against each other and i don't know how to feel i just i just like conan more overall (laughs) like i remember conan more distinctly in my mind uh whereas total recall like, I don't know. Like, it was fine. I, my dick and balls love the Conan movie more, but my brain likes Total Recall more. <laughs> um, and I think Reign of Fire is going to go where Sonic is now, bumping down Sonic. So, like, The Witches goes to five, Bethesda goes to six. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is the most boring listening that we subject our like. Yeah. Uh, hey, how about we talk about the intricacies of a chart you can't see? Yeah, that really is. Okay. I, I wish so there was to, a good way for us to do this. To confirm. Well, I mean, there is. The Witches in 5, Matilda in 6, Reign of Fire in 7, Sonic at 8, Conan at 9, and Total Recall at 10, and nothing else changed. Yep. Cool. Yep. Rain of Fire is is very, very good for what it wants to do, but it's also limited in what it wants to do. It's an excellent post-apocalyptic action movie where people fight dragons, but yeah. there's not anything more to it beyond that. I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy between Iron Giant and Rain of Fire, and I think it's like like Iron Giant is like a five-star like, like Cordon Bleu restaurant, yeah. mm. but Rain of Fire is a burger joint that's perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you compare those? Yeah. 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 I think what well, it's, as we've just all said separately, like it is potentially like our favorite childhood movie, like Iron Giant. But definitely. Yeah. One of them for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. good fucking time. I didn't watch it as a child, but it is very, very good. Like it's, so, I think a even better way to put it for me, at least, is like it's one of the childhood movies that I liked that has held up the best. Like yeah, it's not one of my too. favorite ones, but like when I go back and watch some of my other childhood movies, it's like oof. Where yeah. it's like I go back and watch Iron Giant and I go like, holy shit, this is a, a masterpiece of animation. Yeah, there's just, <laughs> yeah. There's just like nothing really to to well, call like, on it. Well, like not only a masterpiece of animation, but also like a story that has incredible emotional range. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, like doesn't talk down to you at all. Yeah, like I go, you stay. Like that's excellent, but also, uh, like the villain, just <laughs> like there's so many great comedic scenes in the movie. Uh, Junkyard Dad was like really good. Uh, there's just there's just so many like really good moments in that movie that I distinct like very very distinctly remember. The part where um, the guy jumps into the dragon's mouth for no reason. Classic. <laughs> Love that scene. He does it because it looks cool. Let's all just hey, if, be honest about why he does it. If it worked, damn, that would have been amazing. Legitimately, more than anything, I feel like he uh, like had another project to go to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... I told you this is the last day I can fill. It's just like, all right, well, yeah. All right, we want you to jump off this tower now. I gotta go be in a bad rom com about finding buried treasure. <laughs> See ya. He's been in like five of those. Yeah, because he did a yeah. His he audience. Did, he did a bunch of rom coms. He was really good in True Detective. All right, now let's talk for three more hours about uh, explosive tip cross bubble. <laughs> sorry not sorry do you think the chemical engineer could have just made explosive bullets but like <laughs> explosive bullets didn't... aren't a thing. you don't need a gun for explosive bullets you can throw them <laughs> God, don't be ridiculous you can, well, you can fire them from a crossbow though <laughs> Ivan please save us with a question bullets already involve explosions so not a good idea to add more all right yeah uh we have ourselves a question from the admirals oh wait 
does oh cool google translate does not provide a pronunciation for lithuanian all right lithuanian listeners get those complaints ready huh okay well at least these are characters that i can read so uh yeah the admirals say uh gera diena as ever, we enjoyed this episode. We are intrigued by this disaster movie arc you'll be going on and interested to see what movies you'll be viewing in the near future. This movie is a personal favorite of ours as well, so to hear everyone enjoyed it made us glad. Ah, uh, man of culture. Yeah. Uh, we, of course, do have a question. Uh, throughout, there was a simple call response taught to the children that was used in your transition from pre to post viewing in the episode, which got us to thinking if you were teaching the next generation how to avoid danger in the post apocalypse based on your favorite apocalypse movie uh, you discussed near the beginning, what would it be? We continue to listen and hope you stay safe in these interesting times. Linka Jemai. Linka Jemai. Linka Jemai. That's definitely yeah. the accent of a Lithuanian, right? <laughs> Used car salesman. Yeah. From Flotilla Admiral Arunas Makas, which the, sounds like a, a dope name. Harry Potter yeah. incantation. Yeah. Um, or, or, or like a uh, parody uh, admiral name. Just Arunas Makas. The the thing that Lithuanian always makes me think of is: Have you guys seen the Hunt for Red October? No. no. Tepper, you haven't seen the Hunt for Red October. I have not seen the Hunt for Red October. It's about submarines. They're basically tanks, but underwater. <laughs> oh my god! Not everything goes back to tanks. <laughs> um. Uh, anyways, They're Sean Connery's in that. Tanks. As a Soviet um, admiral who defects, who is Lithuanian, and it's just Sean Connery the whole time being like, Hello, I'm Sean Connery, and I'm from Lithuania. Yeah, I heard his accent is... <laughs> ah, I love my with Lithuanian heritage. Uh. But yeah, I, I haven't seen Red for our, or Hunt for Red October. Red for Hunt October. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting question. Um, I I missed the part where it's specifically from the apocalypse we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, but I mean, it doesn't really have to be. I'm trying to remember I remember what mine I said. was the video game Hellgate London. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot super remember what your guys was. I definitely said Fallout. I don't remember if I said a second thing. Yes, yes that is true. I think Spencer said Fallout as well. Somebody said the day after tomorrow. I did say the day after tomorrow. It's one of my favorite. I think I like listed like three of them. Yeah. Um. My call. My call and response is climate change is real. There is no response. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> there is no response because all because all of your future children are dead. Uh, basically, in twelve years. Um, in negative know, eight yours, years, yours should be like some kind of like um, uh, uh, all hail eco emperor Greta. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't play patty cake with a death claw. I kind of want mine to be um, 
like whatever that new you know that like new brand of horror movies where it's like don't talk or don't look or don't sure. you know yeah, yeah. i want to do one of those in the no talky one and and so it would just be shh have, have, have I told you guys about my genius parody movie idea for that? No. Okay, it's called Hold It, and you have to play it 110% serious. Oh, yeah. It's about monsters that find you when you poop. <laughs> I'd watch it. God fucking Yeah, damn. no, and you have to play it 120% serious, like a family trying to go through the woods, like walking kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I really got a shit. <laughs> but the killer's out there. Oh, um, but your no talking one. There was actually a uh, a horror movie where the like main character was deaf, so there was like no talking at all the whole movie. It was really good, actually. I'm forgetting what that was called, but I I remember wanting to see it and then not watching. Hush, it. I think. But I'd have to double check. Uh, what about yourself, Spencer? Um, fuck. I guess, like, you're kind of fucked either way in Fallout. Hmm. I mean, you can, like, live in a city and have a relatively normal shitty life. Or, like, you roll 20 and you're in a good vault. Um, I guess, like, pick up ammo. (laughs) (laughs) Must be, like, a call response. (laughs) Just... No well, one else it's was. it's a it's it's a lesson to teach teach a child. It doesn't necessarily have to be a call response. Oh okay, um, yeah. Uh, the lesson the lesson you teach the children is ammo has no weight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ammo has no weight. Yeah, because now that I've been thinking about it, the call response for day after tomorrow is and what caused climate change? Liberal weather machines. <laughs> Watch out for ice wolves. Um, Spencer, you could teach you and you and Ivan both could teach uh, children about how cool tunnel tunnel snakes are. <laughs> tunnel snakes rule. Yeah, exactly. You teach them who rules. Chris, when you hear the woof woof, you better run run. <laughs> Anyone else got any lessons? Call responses. Just ammo has no weight unless it's explosives. It's very important. Teach the children. I think if you play on hardcore, it has weight. Yeah, when they added hardcore. Yeah. Teach the children not to play on hardcore. <laughs> like, or if you, or if you, or if you play Fallout seventy six, but nobody does that. That's the real. That's the real lesson to teach the children is don't play Fallout seventy six. <laughs> well, no, if they if they play Fallout seventy six, teach them about the class war. Yeah, or the uh, invincible NPCs that steal your weapons. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of very good bugs. Oh, guys, it's we know how this company works. It will be a playable game in 15 years when they release it on a toaster. Well, like, so like, that's what like that was my argument was like, this is the only Fallout game that might actually work one day because they won't just stop uh, fixing the bugs. They might if everyone stops playing it, which they did. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, there's there's still like they're still supporting it and like there's still a lot of people playing it. I don't 100% know why. That's I played good. it for a long time. It is it's enjoyable it, and it's It looks good and fun. Yeah. It, it looks like you need like three or four people playing it regularly to have a really good time though. It definitely helps. Um it did finally become a Fallout game cuz they added NPCs that aren't humans. Which was neat. 
I read an article they're like it's like it's finally a Fallout game and then like they like first line it's like it's still my least favorite Fallout game but <laughs> there's actually you can have conversations now <laughs> at the very least it's been very entertaining to read about yeah for a while it was mainly the marketing team and whoever decided that all of the all of the password requests should go to one uh one email address that was not someone at the company um speaking of outside consultants destroying the world put me out of my misery like the fifth problem that they've deus ex machina their way out of I understand this character. He's like the gamers. He was like me. Fuck the whales. <laughs> the whales, come on, the whales saved them. It's important that you know that there's a woman <laughs> on the space shuttle. Totally redeemable. He's the best character in the whole movie. Wrong. It did It did pass the Bechdel test, though, so like... That's insane. Why did he bring the axe with him? To show how hot it was. It was a science axe purpose of art is to be a pocket. <laughs> oh, and has evoked a lot out of me. Hey, physicist, we brought you to this warehouse filled with corpses. They had three months to design this ship. He couldn't take out the swivel chair design. Who the fuck thought that she was talking about Spongebob when she said he just wants that to masturbate too? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Heather. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I can hear you saying that rudely. They eat crumbs at a grandma's hand and that's it i do not trust anything that this movie has shown me in any way whatsoever (laughs) that's right it's the core so please watch along and when the episode comes out send us any questions or comments you have to contact at downloadablezebras.com or message us on twitter at dlzebra or search for downloadable zebras on facebook uh, also, exciting news, uh, we now have a Patreon, uh, so please check us out at patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. Uh, before we talk about that, uh, thank you, admirals. Uh, we didn't actually directly say that after the question, so it was a good question. Do we want to talk about like what benefits we have for the Patreon? Yeah. Um, so we have one tier. It is $3, I believe it should be 3 Canadian a month. Uh, and that gets you. So we are we have a alongside this we've launched a public Discord server. Um, if you support the Patreon, you will get a patron role on that Discord server, which also comes with a channel uh, where just patrons and uh, us can can uh, post messages and such. Uh, additionally, we will we're planning to release a piece of monthly content that is Patreon exclusive. Uh, there'll be, it's where we'll put up the never end, the never end the glories. Um, it's where we have some other plans like, uh, the Tepalogue where Tepper's going to bring them, bring some movies. Yeah. So for that, um, the first movie is going to be very good. It has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, but when I was a child, Man, did I watch it a lot, and I'm I haven't watched it in many years, so I'm very curious to see. Uh... Yeah, and well, that that one will provide uh, f- free use as a bonus episode on this podcast. But yeah, give you a taste of what's to come. 
There's there's also some uh, kind of cute like outtakes that Shada put in there that are pretty fun. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of outtakes. Um, we have our have we announced that at all for states at this point? I don't think we have. No, we haven't. Um, so we have a second podcast coming uh, called First Dates. Uh, you want to talk about a bit about that, Chris? Yeah, sure. Um, First Dates is a show where we review the most interesting, the weirdest, and the worst uh, role-playing games. Um, we're starting with Fantasy Flight Star Wars. Unfortunately, uh, we like we started recording it, and halfway through us recording it, there was that uh, thing where Fantasy Flight like fired everyone that works for them. Yeah, that was unfortunate <laughs> but but we we have finished that and like reviewed the whole thing we got plans for a second series um but yeah that's going to be coming out um late spring early summer you'll hear more about it on here yeah and uh uh one of the pieces of patreon content you'll get is the raw audio correct yes because what we do is uh we sit down and we record a um, gaming session like three to five gaming sessions i think we did six for that yeah actually. we did we did a lot for right. star wars and uh, we use that for clips to splice into the show um to kind of support our, our arguments about um what what the things we liked and the things we didn't like about the game and for our uh patrons uh at our first um level of uh what is our first goal it's 50 50 subscribers right uh i think the first one is 30 okay so so 30 people um getting on there and giving us at least three dollars a month and we will release all of that audio so that's like there's a lost episode in there but i think it's like 20 30 hours of freaking yeah it's a lot us, us shooting the shit so get ready for that I think there's like a full intermission where we were still recording, where we went, okay, guys, let's take like 15 minute break and <laughs> kept the mic on. Yeah, I might clip that stuff out. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little about about why we've decided on Patreon, Spencer? I know you have some some words that you've told us. Yeah, sure. So basically, um, obviously, we are trying to uh, monetize our content a bit and in looking to do that there's usually two streams which is advertising and um, you guys uh, and ultimately we want to create content that you guys see as valuable enough that you want to subscribe to us so we're we've decided not to have advertising on our shows or website and to rely exclusively on our listeners for for our funding we hope that this will engender like a a closer relationship with you guys and that ultimately this leaves us freer to create the stuff that you guys want to hear yes and and stuff doesn't feel weird like um do you guys listen to any of the iheart radio podcasts like stuff you should know and and yeah. um uh stuff they don't want you to know is the one i listen to um it's very weird when you're listening to stuff they don't want you to know and they're telling you about how like the neoliberal like conspiracy to rule the world or whatever and then there's a advertisement for katie couric's fucking podcast yep <laughs> and it's just like it feels so strange and weird yeah um and for transparency our current goal is simply to pay our rather small bills and to be able to pay shauna who's been doing an amazing job editing for us for 
almost Quite two a long years time. now. Yeah. 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 Shauna basically works part time for us for free. Yeah. yeah. Does like basically all the editing, um, including cutting out a yeah. lot of stuff, a lot of nonsense. <laughs> and we're yeah, when when this episode doesn't come in at forty five minutes, it's Shauna you have to thank for that. Um and uh uh, and and we're not talking about like buying Shauna a yacht. We're talking about like minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you'd like, please check us out at Patreon.com/slash/DownloadableZebras, and even just like read our little blurb there. It's a lot of what we just said here, but consider supporting us for yeah. And join the Discord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're happy to have you, whether or not you're a patron. Uh, yeah, you can find the link to the Discord on the Patreon, uh, and we should add it to our website as well, but I'm pretty sure it's not there right now. We'll make it easy for you. Yeah, uh, right, that kind of, that interrupted our normal flow, because normally we'd be talking about The Core. That movie that we all love. This is the part of every intermission where we talk about the core. (laughs) (laughs) It is now. Every intermission going forward. I feel like we need to start a 12-step program to get us all over the core. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. The core sounds like the name of a wrestler. You dare to fight the core. (laughs) It's pretty good. Um, so yeah, this was a movie that we'd all seen, correct? And we're all on, as well as Heather? Yes. That is correct. Heather as our science consultant. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know where we're going. Oh, wow, yeah, this has been a long one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, as always, you can find us all on downloadablezebras.com, and a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. 